right. Here we are. Here we are. Welcome back. Science in between. Science in between. This I'm Ollie. Oh, we over that's yeah. Ollie. I'm Scott. I, hold on. I, this is not that's not the introduction I want to do. No. Okay. I'm Ollie Dryon, and science is my business. <laughs> oh, nice. Snaps. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So now you're you explain that. No, no, I'm not doing no, that. I'm not doing you that. You should. I'm Scott McDonald, and science education is my business. And physics <laughs> is my business. Uh, so let me set this up a little bit because, mm. you know, this is probably lost on, I would say, most of the listeners. But I would say I would say it's close to 100% as you could imagine. I think it's going to resonate with some folks only because they're they probably, you know, had a teacher who was nerdy as as, oh, as I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just I, saying recognizing the actual cultural reference. Right. There that's a that's a deep dive right there. That cultural reference, no doubt. So so when I came, so I, I switched schools like after like first like three or four years of teaching. So I was teaching in, in the Pittsburgh area and then I moved to central Pennsylvania. Uh, my wife and I moved out looking for a job and I moved into a classroom that was an have a it was a pretty established, you know, physics classroom. Um and so I was like just going through and uh, that summer, just pulling everything out of every cabinet and looking at all the equipment because I just was like doing an audit of what do they have, you know? And in the, you know, the dark corners of one of the uh, the stock rooms was a series of real to real movies. <laughs> now I've talked about my love for AV equipment, right? I was in it. Yeah. I've always been that AV kid, right? Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh. These are great. These are, you know, gold mine. And these were all um, videos from uh, Julius Sumner Miller, who ran this, you know, series of, uh, well, over a course of his career, he actually did a bunch of different videos and a bunch of different, you know, programs, mostly on PBS and, you Mm. know, Australian broadcasting system and, and so on. But my, I would show these to the students, just, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, a brain break or like, Hey, it's a Friday or, and the students loved them. Now, all of them are like black and white. They're all like these really grainy videos. uh, And they're all like, you know, Julius Sumner Miller was this, you know, he, he was a physics professor who, you know, came onto the scene right before, like, you know, like Sputnik, right? I mean, he was like right before Sputnik happened. So we're talking like late, you know, late fifties, early sixties, you know, he just blows up. Right. And, you know, at the time, you know, we were trying to invest anything we could into science because we Mm -hmm. felt like we were behind, you know, as a, as a country. So America was just funding anything. And so here comes Julius Sumner Miller and he becomes sort of like, you know, the Bill Nye of his day. Right. And so I proposed this as a as an episode, uh, just the, a deep dive into Julius Sumner Miller, mm. and uh, I suggested three videos uh, that were put in the show notes. If you if you have like I don't know I don't know like a half an hour that you want to watch some some you know nerdy physics videos, um, yeah. definitely check them out. But the ones I picked was one was from uh, the demonstrations in physics. So this is like the the, the videos I the real to real ones I had it was yeah. around. Uh, centrical centrifugal force, which I selected that because one of the big things in in my classroom was that we we call things what they are and we call it inertia, and that really comes from Julius Sumner Miller. He has the same uh, 
um, disdain for the word centrifugal force. Um, then another one was from the Australian uh, network, which is uh, it actually was doing a show called "What? Why is it so?" That was he ran a whole series of program, and it's the tanker truck. Mm-hmm. It's a tanker truck example that yeah. we've been using a lot in our professional development. Yeah. Um, this is where you know something you know implodes because mm-hmm. of it you know, change in temperature and pressure and all that. Yes. And then I didn't even know this, but later in his career, he worked with on this series called the hilarious house of Frightenstein, which was a Boris Karloff kind of like variety show where it was all set in the house of Frightenstein. And he was the mad scientist. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. Which you know, one of the things that I, I sent to you in, in my comments as we were preparing for the show was I didn't recognize if you're like if, if you want to have a uh, you know, sort of, a, you know, a vision of what Julia Sumner looks like, Julia Sumner Miller looks like. I don't know if people watched, you know, the old underdog cartoons, but he was like the main villain, yeah, you know, in Bullwinkle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure uh, if if people don't know who he is because he's from the fifties and sixties, it would probably clarify it to have a cartoon from the sixties. Yes. (laughs) Fix that right up for him. Like, well, if you, if you don't remember him from, from his own videos, maybe you'll remember him from an obscure cartoon. (laughs) Yes. I'm hitting all the marks with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, This this is going to blow up right here. (laughs) When when Ali and I were five, they would rebroadcast because it was already old. This television show for the consumption of people like Ali and I. So, I mean, if you don't want to watch them, that's okay. But I think that one of the, uh, one of the things that I thought we could talk about was like how, you know, this was produced for, you know, really to engage people, you know, and to entertain them. Mm -hmm. And this guy, you know, comes out and does like a series of experiments and he introduces himself. I'm Julia Sumner can, Miller. Can you please and... put air quotes around experiments for me? <laughs> yeah, okay, I will. <laughs> I'm Julia Sumner Miller and physics is my business. Like yeah. every single, and he, yeah. And, this, and my students would just like eat him up. They would yeah. just eat him up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, if you don't remember the underdog cartoon for some unknown reason, like <laughs> Like that you're you're younger than fifty five. Um, the the thing that might resonate with you is he is he is about as close to the stereotype of the Einsteinian sort of scientist as sure. you get. He's got crazy white gray hair uh, sticking up in all directions. His pants right, are pulled a, up above his belly right. button. He's got a he's got a pocket protector for his glasses. That's right. in he's the got front eyebrows. Pocket. Don't forget the eyebrows. He's got some serious eyebrows. Eyebrows though. for days. Yes, he's, he's he's um he is the quintessential like nerdy scientist. All the writing that he does on the board, and of course he does a lot of chalkboard writing in these. Sure, is all done in script. Right. Which today I don't even know if kids today know what script is, but they certainly um you know it's not a normal part of their of their writing routine. But he, and- he he's he is this he he is the absolute stereotype of the scientist of that era. Right. And when he used the chalkboard, it was often writing on top of things that he had already yeah. written. Right. And moving boards. This is another thing that right. I think it mostly comes in science classrooms where there's like 15 boards and you can just keep rolling one up and there's another one behind it. You roll another one up and there's another one behind it. So he's like doing all this. Woo, woo. 
I will say I a friend of mine just posted a picture of his son who is at Penn State. Oh yeah, taking Calc three, yeah. and that classroom looked no different than the the classroom that was, was in Julius Julius uh, Sumner Miller. I probably know exactly what classroom they're in because I used to do that learning spaces stuff. And yeah, there's some there's classrooms that still have those fifteen rows of boards, and they and they go like the you can push the boards all the way up to the all the way ceiling. to the top, right? It's like three Completely high, bananas. four yeah. high, yeah, and it's like yeah, because they were talking and writing faster than you could as yeah. a student. And so you're just like trying to keep up. And I think that's the thing with Julius Sumner Miller. You know, I mean, there's some, there's some good things because I like, let's start with some Does, good things. Well, like, one quick question. Do we always have to use all three of his names? Is this like a, a, a like a, um, like I'm trying to think of one of the actors that have like a three name thing and you've always got to use all three names. Yes. Well, okay. I mean, we could also call him professor. Wonderful. We could, we could. We could, or just or the professor, just the professor, which are two, you know, names for him. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, do you call him Bill Nye or do you always have to say Bill Nye, the science guy, you yeah. know? Right. Or just Bill. I don't think, I don't just, feel comfortable calling him just Julius. No. Do you no. call him what you want? I was just curious if, if it was a three name situation or whether we could, you know, dial yeah. it back a little, but you carry on. I interrupted. We could have a whole, thought. like we could have a contest three name people, you know, like, but we won't do that here. We will not. Julius Sumner Miller is the focus of this yes, show. Yes, please. <laughs> it's obscure enough already. Let's not go further <laughs> down the obscure road. So, okay. Like, so here, here are things that I admire about, about him. I think he recognizes that he's a, a caricature. He real recognizes yes. that he recognizes he has this persona and he just lives it. Like he embodies it. He comes out. And I think there's a, a, something to be said about the, you know, um, you know, that sort of aspect of what we do as, I mean, he's a sh not just a showman. He's like, he's encouraging you as, you know, as a viewer to be part of the process, to to learn with it. And he, you know, he talks about it, you know, Mr. Professor Wonderful, but I think it's the, it's the wonder part of Wonderful. Like he, like he's often surprised by the, <laughs> right. He's full of wonder. <laughs> And he's often surprised about the things that happen. Oh, look at that. I didn't expect that. Like there were times where, you know, things just don't work, right? right? There's like, he's doing a demonstration and just doesn't work. And he's like, well, I, uh, well, yeah. And they just don't stop the camera because it's like, the idea is, I think film was like, okay, you got one take. Right. So whatever, whatever's happening, it. yeah. it's on film. It's like, it's like our episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's in the episode. Well, it's, it's in the yeah. show. It's in the show. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Professor. If it's in there, it's in there. And it's yeah. like when episode, when things didn't work, they just didn't work. And he would try to explain it or he would, he would say, well, maybe that's a question for your teacher. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He does that a lot where he punts stuff that's clearly he's in over his head a little bit. And he's like, right? oh, you should just, yeah. Oh. Ask your teacher about that one. <laughs> like it comes to the end of like, it could be the end of the time, right? They're like, Hey, we're running out of tape. You gotta, and it's just like, okay, that is a question for your teacher and we'll see you next time. It's super <laughs> unclear. The structure of the, of the episodes that he it, like, yeah, it's well, I think, well, yeah, there, there's clear that there are times when he has crammed a lot of content that's seemingly unrelated, like in the tanker. Again, truck. I would put qu quotes around content, but content. carry on. Well, how about concepts? Let's just call it concepts. Of, stuff. Yeah. There's well, a lot of stuff. So on the episode, if you're if you're like out there and you want to watch the tanker truck video, it's like 14 minutes long. And here's the content he covers. 
it covers talks about <laughs> thank you for putting air quotes it's about the gong introduces <laughs> that come out of his mouth hole <laughs> terms that come out of his mouth hole as he does these <laughs> apparently <laughs> frantically random examples of different phenomena so I, I the episode starts with him talking about this experiment not working the last time he did this yes. right and so he has this big like i don't know like a 10 gallon you know metal barrel and they are, you know, heating it. And then as they're heating it, they're they like put some water in it and they right. put a burner under it or something. Yeah. Right. And so they're heating it. And what the idea is, what they're going to do is once it starts to boil, they're cap the, the barrel and then put ice and cold water on the outside. And the idea is that's going to implode. Right. And they're going to get this all on mm-hmm. cam- camera. So while they're heating this and waiting for this to, to heat up, uh, he goes off on these tangents. And these tangents include the law of reflection. Well, right, because yep. he, talk, he quite a bit of time law, on that. Yeah, the law of reflection, and and for some reason uses a uh, a thermal a light a light sensor. Is a light sensor? Is a thermal sensor? I thought it was a thermo couple. Because no, it's a thermal that, couple. Because he talks yes, about thermal. It's a couple right. of thermal. That, uh, yeah. Yes, right. That's right. Because he's he has it uh, like a reflection, like this reflecting screen, and he has the you know this and how this relates to the barrel. He doesn't say, oh, it, yeah, Mm-mm. right. But, and then he's no. he's using this as connected to a voltmeter, right? Showing the and he's like telling there's somebody in the audience who's like, is this? A, and he's like yeah. talking to them, the like, camera hey, guy or something is is somebody watching. is is responding. And he's like, okay, is it going up? Is it going up? Oh, is it going back down? Is it going back down? Now again, we're watching this, and he doesn't explain what a voltmeter is. He doesn't really just talk, the only thing about the the uh you know the the actual sensor. He said he just uses different words for the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And then for some reason, then he pulls out a black piece of paper and puts it up and says, okay, look, it's different now. Yeah. And that's a question for your teacher. <laughs> uh, I mean, the uh, yeah, the sheer manic energy of the man is impressive. Like he, he is going all the time from yes. thing and- to thing to thing. You can just watch his brain skipping around. Like he's just, scanning the environment for things he can pick up and talk about when he's uh when he's doing this thing yeah absolutely and so that then after he does this then he shifts back to the barrel where he starts to talk about swedish steel remember this he talks about mm-hmm. swedish steel like he did this with yeah. and the high quality st- swedish steel and then they cap off the barrel and then it doesn't work yep. like it, it it doesn't implode and so mm-hmm. he goes well let's move on and he starts talking about like mercury and a ball he puts in mercury. He, yeah, he oh my god. And he says the word over and over again. He says it wrong every time. And it's just like nails on a chalkboard to me. Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> mercury. And I'm like, no, no. Mercury. Not mercury. <laughs> yeah. Mercury. And then mercury. Then, then he says, <laughs> doesn't Will it even mention that this stuff is like toxic. No. Right? This is like the stuff that they, when I was in high school, oh. they would pass around from hand to hand in class. And it's like, oh, this stuff like ruins your brain. And he's like, oh, you could, if you went swimming in a in a pool of mercury, mercury, <laughs> right. you, you wouldn't even sink. I'm like, and you would die. Right. And then he says, you know, uh, he talks about it. He says, will it sink or will it float? Well, that's a question. That's a question for, for your for teacher. <laughs> yes. 
Well, That's no, it, no the sinking and floating isn't the thing. Then he puts water on. So he's got mercury right. and a steel right. ball in the mercury that fl- floats at eight thirteenths of its of its uh, diameter mass or whatever in the in yeah. the mercury. And then you fill it with water on top. And then he wants to know, does the ball go up or down inside that mess? But then while he's doing this, the barrel then does implode. Mm. That's the best part is that he had given up yes. on the barrel, yep. right? And then he comes back, then it just implodes. And it's off camera. Like, yeah. you know, like it wasn't actually in the camera frame. You hear it, it. You hear it. And he's like, <laughs> that, then it's the surprise. It's like, oh, oh, um, well. Then, <laughs> then he turns into a little schoolboy. Yes. <laughs> he starts like dancing around and he's just so excited. Well, I think that what's instructive about this is that. The, <laughs> please that, please tell this. me what's instructive about this. Well, I think this is really like this, this manic, you know, fast paced series of demonstrations, yeah. you know, is absolutely engaging. You, like it's not 14 minutes. That's like hard for me to watch. Right. No, for sure. No, I, I think, you know, people who like are somewhat engaged in science or somewhat interested would find lots of. You know, they'd be like, "Ah, oh, this is really cool, right?" Yeah. But you learn nothing yeah. in it, and it, and you also have these. I mean, they're so disparate, right? They're so like disconnected, disconnected mm-hmm. from one another that there's no through line. And I think there's, you know, I don't know, there's some some science number of science teachers who would go, "Well, that was fun." That was awesome. Yeah. It was a fun day for the students, you know? Right. And no, I think, I think this is exactly it. It, it. it is in many respects, the epitome of what some people think of as good science teaching. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, this is what some people have grown up to see not only on, on television, but also what's been modeled to them in, in a, phys- a physics or science classroom. Yeah. Cause this is like, you know, yeah, like there's so many times that like, hey, I have this really good demonstration or actually I went to when I was a, like a new new physics teacher. I went to uh, I think it was Dick and Ray. That was the these two guys. They're two. Okay. They were uh, I, I, I should Google this, but I, I won't. So these uh, these two, I think they were physics professors from like uh like the naval academy or something they had put it's together always physics it's always physics. they had put together this gigantic book of physics demonstrations and i mm. went to a workshop with one of them where literally it was a full day of just julius sumner miller running through it wasn't him but yeah, it was just the same sort easy. of yeah. manic mm. pace of here's a demonstration here's, here's a demonstration a here's, here's, here's a demonstration and then it was like here buy the Book. And I bet you I still have it in my attic someplace, but there's this gigantic book of demonstrations and you would go, okay, I want to teach inertia. And you would go, okay, here's 13 different demonstrations on how to do inertia. And you'd come in and be like, oh, here's the, cause it was the other one with the, the, the second one with the demonstrations physics, where he tried to do the uh, coat hanger and coin, which yeah. that, that's a demonstration you never do. Like you just don't yeah. do that. Well, and you got to bend the, he didn't bend the hanger. That was right. Bad. Bad call. It's but it's it's a demonstration that routinely doesn't work, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, like why 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 are you doing this? Like I, you know, and but that, like, but that whole, I mean, he has like bands of metal that he puts on a, a rotator so that he can show that the Earth is an oblate spheroid. Uh, you right. know, like that, and he uses that term. He uses that <clears throat> specific term. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I I think we should start unpacking this a little bit because I think 
the thing that makes this a consummate example of what people think is good science teaching is he's using lots of science words. Right. He, he and he he actually in one of the films actually talks about I think it's the Franken I can't remember. Yeah, the Frankenstein, the House of Frankenstein. That, that's a, yep. Where he's like modus operandi, and then he 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 keeps using that word, and he's like. You know, people tell me that little back. kids yeah, yeah, yeah. shouldn't listen to this because it's too complicated. And I think philosophically that, you know, and so there's this sense of like, if you know lots of fancy words, then, you know, science. Right. And if you can say centrifugal force and know that it's not a real thing, that it that it's something else, other terms that he just throws out. I don't even know if he ever says inertia in that whole thing. He talks I think he does briefly forces. in the beginning, just like okay. really briefly. I don't but, remember I mean, even that, but, but that, but it's, this is what it is. It's just like a, it's like a fire hose of science terms. Yeah. But like, I, I think now, you know, 25, 30 years later, I go, okay, what's the difference of like replacing the word inertia with the word centrifugal force? Like, you really? might want to redo that math, by the way. What's that? The thirty years? So that's like, well, it's like, no, for me, no, for me, 60? like, for, no, but I'm talking for me because that was oh. a, that was a big issue in my classroom, you know. Oh, I see. In, for you when you were a science, right? Teacher. Yeah. So when I was like, upon like, you know, like more experience and more reflection, I mean, they're just like, like words. They're just words, right? Yeah. And and me having them use the term inertia instead of centrifugal force, like, sure, I guess conceptually, you know. Like the force idea, it's not a force. It's not going to accelerate things. But they don't know the difference between force and inertia anyway. Right. And so it's, I mean, while those are important concepts to talk about, the words don't matter, right? I mean, I guess it would, it must matter. But, you know, from his perspective, he's like, and by he, I'm talking Julius Sumner Miller again. He His goal is to, as he says, elevate the language for people from three to 93. Mm-hmm. And it's just blah 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 right it's yep. just and just by knowing the words doesn't mean you understand the science and we've come to learn that yeah well i mean yes 100 percent. and i think uh you know these they are the sort and there are still plenty of science teachers that are like this and the interesting thing i think is oftentimes if you ask students who their favorite teachers were many times it's somebody like Julia Sumner Miller. It's sure. somebody who is like entertaining and engaging and you know, I mean he he genuinely cares and he I think he if you put him in a classroom people would feel like he cares about them even. Um but but it's all um it's all saccharine. It's all um you know, it has no substance. It's meringue. It's yeah. meringue. It's like you can, you know, eat a meringue and it's like dissolves in your tongue and you're like, okay, I had something, but what was it? It's not filling. It doesn't like actually sustain. You could eat like a ton of meringue and or meringues, uh, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Are they, what is the plural of meringue? meringue? Yeah. I don't know. But like you eat a, like you eat like one and you're just like, it's not filling. Right. You know, you sit through 14 minutes of, you know, uh, why is it so? And you're like, Oh, that was really cool. And you walk out and go, okay. Like you can explain what happened, but you can't explain any of the science behind how it happened or why it happened or make predictions of like, or explain, you know, yeah, there's no explanation, not only from the teacher, but, or if, or from the student. It's right. There's none at all. It's just like, um, it's like, interesting things on display 
I mean, demonstrations right. is the is the description. But he and he just hops from one to one to the next without even saying what's going on, even a little bit. It's just like, look at this cool thing. If I if I light two candles on the end of a on uh, on the end of a spinning stick, um, the the candle flames lean in when I spin it. Okay, great. Oof, off to the next thing. It's like, what? Wait, what? What does that got to do right. with? anything and then see, that he would goes be a, from there to the oblate sphere right, with the, it's like oh my god but that would be a real like that'd be a good phenomenon to like build something around like explanations sure. that like the stuff that's there and i think he he starts there i'll give this is me giving him a little bit of a nod okay. all right he starts by saying okay let's make predictions what are some things that could happen now he makes all the predictions, right? Yeah. There's no if there's somebody in the audience, I don't know. But but he does all the predicting. He's like, these are the things that could happen. It could do this. It could do this. It could do this. And they're all predictions. I've done that demonstration, you know. Yeah, with, but that, with, I mean, so that's that goes back to like a very old, let's just say, from the '80s model of predict, observe, explain sure, sort of demonstrations. Right. It's all grounded in conceptual change which is like yep. oh i'm going to show you this thing that's hard to understand and you're going to predict in advance the wrong thing because i've set up this the candle <laughs> right and then voila this thing happens that you weren't expecting and now you have to explain it even in that model there's an e at the end where you do some explaining there was no explaining as you said in no. this this is just like predict observe predict observe predict observe predict observe or just observe 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 right right yeah that was the things. only one he actually did predict right like it was like right like there was some prediction. All the, all the other ones were just observe. He sets just, up this, sets it up, does a little explaining to like help help you understand like what. Oh, this is the sphere. I'm putting this on a thing. It can turn and then and or oh, the one with the the balls that go on yeah, the governor. Yeah, yeah. The governor. The, <laughs> the governor. 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 And it's it's a valve. And he's talking about valves and shutting off fuel and everything. I mean, you just <laughs> if you're a kid, you just have to be saying, "What on earth is he talking about?" Like the, he's got some balls spinning on a rotating thing and he's talking about shutting off fuel. And I mean, he's just, that I just one love is, it so much. I love oh it so God. much. <laughs> that, that one, you just like, I, we could list all like he, he spins a ball. He spins a pail. He spins the metal band. Oh yeah. He spins the candles. He spins the, Oh, he has the little, he has, he has the, the tubes to get right. the ball. Oh, the, the, oh, the tube. And then he that has a smaller work. version. <laughs> that didn't work. And you can't actually even see the balls. In you can't tube. see it. You just no, take you my word for it. it. <laughs> the balls are going up. And then and then he has a little toy version of the same thing where you right. like fool your friends and ask them to turn <laughs> their back and you spin it and then the balls are up in the thing. It's like, ah. Yes. And he starts I mean, with the, I'm exhausted you know, just watching him. <laughs> the, the ball on a string. But I, here's, in in my defense, that I I would have a day like that on centrifugal force on inertia i would do a day all like i would probably do i don't know 10 demonstrations but okay. all from like but this is like yeah. you know conceptual change time where yeah. i was like trying to make sure like okay now let's apply yeah. what you've learned from this demonstration to this now it wasn't me just like doing the you know <laughs> now mr dran's gonna the- get on a bicycle and ra- ride around a spherical <laughs> chamber Woo! to show that he can go upside down on a on a bicycle inside a, uh, like it's like a circus show it's it's bananas it is bananas it is bananas and it's so great 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure it is. I'm, I'm fairly sure it's terrible. I I, uh, I, I love the, the that one is is I think I, I if I had to pick my favorite of these three, I think the centrifugal force one is is my favorite because one he he talks about the the candle of paradox, right? That's the spinning one. I'm like thinking about the quotes, and he also says at one point, "I have lost my professional dignity." <laughs> Uh, as if he had any bit again with <laughs> don't trash talk Julia Sumner Miller in my presence friend <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was the last episode of science yeah. between <laughs> if you if you want to see an icon of exactly the kind of thing that we don't want you to do in a science classroom watch Julia Sumner Miller well no but i think this would be a really like it would be a really instructive to to bring this into a classroom of of your you know, method students and talk about this and say, okay, you know, like yeah. this, th- there's a teachable moment here. And I think looking back, there's lots of teachable moments whenever we would look back in history and see some things. And these are all on YouTube or a ton of them are on YouTube yeah. where, you know, like somebody has, you know, archived a bunch of these, someone who ha- shares my love and passion for Julia Sumner Miller. Probably another physics teacher. If we had to guess, I'm going to say it's somebody else whose physics is their business <laughs> <laughs> or Julia Sumner Miller is their business. Yes. Somebody else who's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Wonderful the second. Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. So good. All right. But hey, like ch- I would say, check them, check them out. Check at least some, one of them out, you know, and yeah. and I, I think. No, there are uh, lots. I think this is one of the things I say to whenever I work with an intern who's in a bad placement with like mentor, like a mentor and by bad, I I, I mean like something like was, is not what they expected. Let's just call it that. I always say like, even non-examples are are instructive. Like we can learn from, like, it's all based on our position. Like, like how do we approach it? It's that, you know, that, you know, be judgmental, or curious be curious right yeah like and yeah so, i mean go ahead and and i think that's the thing we should take with this and with with others like we recognize this is not good science and and while you know i find joy in and lots of like the idiosyncrasies of julia sumner miller mm-hmm. and and like there are times where i was like watching this by myself and laughing out loud when he would say i've lost all my professional dignity I'm like yes you know because he's such he's such like a caricature but I mean, I think that more than that, there's instructive things that we can learn if we're just like position it well, right? Yeah, I don't disagree. I just think the hard thing is, from my point of view, um, like they have so many examples of bad science teaching. Like right. it's it's everywhere. Like it's, it's in their K to twelve experience, it was probably eighty to ninety percent of what they got. Um, and in their higher ed experience, it's got to be approaching a hundred percent of what they got. Right. And so to be able to look back on something like Julia Sumner Miller with a critical eye, you have to have some other frame of reference that isn't your, um, cause I'm, I'm guessing there are people that are in my methods class now, or your methods classes now that, that have seen that were shown Julia Sumner Miller in their classrooms still. I think sure. they're I think people still pull these out and like, oh, isn't this or, but 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 like but there's still modern examples of these same sure. sort of things, right? That's true. Like like, you know, whether it's Bill Nye the science guy or like there used to be this what was it, 
um, Bleakman's World or something like that. That yeah. was like these these science heavy shows where it was just you know demonstration after demonstration. Yeah, YouTube then, had a ton of these channels. I'm trying to remember some of the other right. ones. Yeah, yeah, and and while it you know it engages folks, quote unquote, engages them in you know science. It's not really a you know it's not great examples of what we want. You know, right. Well, and like. again, the fundamental piece of it is like what we want, what we want students to do in classrooms is do their own explaining. And all right. of these take the agency away from kids. They're, they're like, I'm going to explain to you I or not explain to you, just show you a bunch of stuff that's entertaining that you'll watch and, you know, put Mentos in a Diet Coke bottle and we'll watch a, a big eruption. Um, and then okay, that was fun. That was, and then they call it science, which is the worst part for me. If you want to just call it something else, then I feel okay about it. But if you're going to call it science, let's at least think about how it fits into what science really is, as opposed to science is, you know, like lighting stuff on fire. Like that's, that's the, you know, blowing stuff up is like the joke about what science teachers, especially chemistry teachers do to keep kids entertained. it's like, well, sigh. Anyway. Well, let's talk about uh, joys. Ah, uh, joys, joys, joys. You, you got a lot of yeah. joy from <laughs> Julius Sumner Miller. So I don't know if you need any additional joy, but I've I've got a joy while you think about whether there's anything that makes you. Oh no, I'm, I'm, it's, yeah. Go ahead. What do you have? Um. So mine is I just finished um on Apple TV Plus. I just finished Hijack, um, which is a Idris Elba vehicle, um. And it was amazing. I just uh, not at all what I expected in many regards, but um, just a, a, a thriller of epic proportions. And the last episode is just like a, an incredible roller coaster of a finish. But it's a, uh, I mean, the basic premise of it is there's a flight that's that's going from Dubai to London, and it's hijacked. Which is that's not a spoiler. It happens like in the first few minutes of the, and it's in the title. Um, but, um, so there, there's this hijacking and the flight from Dubai to London is seven hours and there are seven, one hour episodes. So it basically unfolds in real time. So it's sort of like, oh, that's cool. If you remember like yeah. that. Um, so, and, and the Idris Elba is, again, this isn't any kind of spoiler, but he's a, he's a, um, a corporate works for corporations and he goes in and helps them negotiate deals. So he's like a high pressure negotiator. Um, and so that's sort of the premise is he's on this plane and how is he going to try and, um, you know, it's not a, like Idris Elba is going to be like super fighter and take out these hijackers. It's not that at all. There's none of that basically. Um, it's all just, it's very psychological. Um, and, it's just fascinating and has as so many of these great thrillers do like constant reveals and twists. And there's, um, you know, things going on that you have no idea about until later. Um, it's just, it's really well done. And, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. Very entertaining. That's awesome. I, the, the list of things to watch right now is just growing and growing. I just, it is. There's, and yeah, I mean, and there's like, you know, Wrexham, just got released again like that new season sex education's coming out lupin did you watch that lupin lupin was awesome that's coming out in a few weeks so we have like so much 
but I'm going to, I'm going to shift to a book that I just okay. finished. Like this is a book. Like I told you, like if you've been listening, I've been on a tear this year in terms of wanting to read more. And so I, and read more for, uh, for leisure, for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I I was reading like the New York Times this summer where it was like, hey, you heard those best, best books coming out this fall. So I put a hold on a bunch of them to. That's right. You said this. Yeah. And so the the one I read last, like that I shared a few weeks ago was was that. And this was another one. And that's by and this actually fits a couple of things that I've been trying to do is one was read more diverse authors, not mm-hmm. just like white, like old white guys writing. And this mm-hmm. is a, a book by an author by the name of S.A. Cosby. And he's a he's a um, person of color. He's a a black man who is writing um, lo- what's called Southern Noir, right? Mm. So it's like a like a mystery kind of thriller thing, um, and it's written from like like a Southern like draw, right? Because it's yeah. like he he writes like you're like almost like someone's talking to you, where mm. you, then their the narrator is like saying these things, but it's all like, and this person does, you know, you hear the background story of everybody, right? Like mm. this person grew up with this person. And then when he talks about like food, all the food stuff, there's like a story about that. And, that. and it's like, it's so fast paced. And, and so like, I finished it in like, I don't know, like a day and a half because it was just, I just couldn't put it down. Um, it is, it's called, the book is called all the sinners bleed. And it is, I would say it's it's not an easy read, but it falls under that like, you know, mystery thriller, you know, there's a murder okay. happening and they're like solving the murder and it turns out that there's a series of murders. And so yeah, it is it is a great read if you're into mysteries and thrillers because you have no idea where it's going and how it's gonna turn and like yeah. And every time it just gets a little darker and a little darker and then yeah, it's 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 a great read. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Essay Cosby, All the Sinners Bleed, which I can't imagine it doesn't get made into a movie. It's got to yeah. get made into a movie at some point because it's just that kind of like you sit at the edge of your seat, like wondering what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. In the show notes. In the show notes. We'll put that in there. Yeah. So Julius Sumner Miller. I I finally I finally got to, to preach the joy of Julius Sumner Miller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For a whole episode. Yes. <laughs> well you know and and if you've been listening time to wake up because we're yeah. signing off now <laughs> yeah. and that's a question for your teacher <laughs> <laughs> yes it is <laughs> and maybe we'll answer it next time <laughs> in between see you then bye now <laughs>